What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today, I'm very, very excited. We have Carrie Newhoff. Carrie leads uh, one of the largest leadership podcasts in the world, an incredible leader. Uh, We're just so honored to have him. Um, We recorded this when I was actually on the way to a mission trip in Mexico. And so I stopped, but I was also in the middle of the desert. So the audio comes off just a little fuzzy, um, but I promise you we, we made it sound as clean as we possibly could. Uh, and it's still it's incredible content. Uh, Carrie is just a very well-known leader, uh, a lot of leadership books. And we actually talk about his newest book as well. And so get ready to jump into this podcast episode of Leader Swift with Carrie Newhoff. What is up, everybody? I'm here today with Carrie Newhoff. Carrie, how is it going in Canada today? It's going, man. I don't know when this will air. We're still in lockdown. We've got like a beautiful third wave of COVID going, but I've enjoyed anchoring my life out of my basement for the last uh, year and a half and was running a company from here before that. So most days it doesn't feel that different, which is kind of weird. Yeah, that's awesome. How is... um? The barbecue going? You using the grin, grit, big green <laughs> egg a lot? <laughs> big green egg, yeah. Probably done a record amount of, of barbecuing and just wrapping up a 30-day modified keto thing. So I've, I've dropped five years of weight gain, which was in my case in, in about three weeks. So the barbecue helped with that, believe it or not. You can eat meat on the diet I choose to embrace. That's awesome. Uh, Carrie, tell our friends a little bit about you and your leadership journey, Uh, because a lot of people know who you are. I think there's some listeners who might have not heard um, of who you are. So tell us a little bit about your leadership journey. Yeah, you bet. So, uh, yeah, it's been checkered. Like, I've done different things with my life. Uh, I started out in law, wanted to be an attorney. And was on the track, went to law school, met my wife there, who is also a lawyer. And um, halfway through law school, felt a call to ministry, actually completed law, like finished law school, graduated, worked for a year in downtown Toronto, got called to the bar, but then went into seminary. And then for 20 years, I led a church called Connexus Church, planted it. It's a long story for another day, but was in day-to-day church leadership. Until about five years ago, and then I handed things over to the next generation, and this little hobby of like writing and podcasting became really took off way more than I thought it would. And uh, so that's what I do these days. I run a company, a communications company, we have a small team, and we produce resources that help leaders live in a way today that will help them thrive tomorrow. So, all about helping people thrive in life and leadership. That's, that's what we do. So, I do a podcast. I write books, got a new book out soon called At Your Best. And um, yeah, I just connect with leaders, speak at conferences, both in the marketplace and in the church space, and still write a blog. Yeah, that is awesome. I know I've benefited just so greatly from your stuff. I mean, the courses I've taken that you've produced and, of course, your podcast and things like that are are, are really my go-to when it comes to leadership development in my well, life, in you. my team's life. 
Um, so whoever, whoever's Thank listening you. to this, it's just, it's such a great help. And you, you, you just mentioned you have a brand new book coming out. Uh, do you want to tell us just a little bit about that? Cause I think this is going to be just a game changing book for leaders and really how they lead themselves. Well, I hope so. I'm trying to solve a problem that I think a lot of us are running into, which is most of us live overwhelmed, overcommitted, and overworked. I mean, for the last decade or two, you ask people how they're doing, and people go busy, 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 busy. And most people, most people are just actually not really finding that they're running at a sustainable pace. And so we're looking at vacations and time off to heal us. And in the book, I talk about um, a season in my life. I don't spend a lot of time there, but long before there was a global pandemic, long before technology became as pervasive as it is today, uh, I burned out. I burned out without an iPhone the year before the iPhone was invented. Uh, I burned out without a global pandemic going on. And uh, I was leading the church. The church was about 800 people at the time. And I just hit a wall. And I talked to so many leaders, Matthew, who are just hitting walls. Like, they're just tired, they're exhausted, it's not going well at work, it's not going well at home, and I've been there. And um, it, was, it was the most painful season of my life. And at first, it's weird. I thought I was going to write a burnout book. This is not a burnout book. This is a how not to burn out or how to recover from burnout book. And uh, what I did was, you know, the burnout period for me lasted a few months, and then Probably after a year, I was back to like 70%. But in the following three to five years, I spent a lot of money in coaching, counseling, trying to figure out which end was up, and um, ended up with this new system. And it was like, okay, I've got to like not burn out again. And what I discovered is that after I was running the system for five years, I was able to produce a lot more. So much more that so much more rather that a few years ago, the number one question people were asking me was, "How do you get it all done?" How I was leading the church full time at the time, um, you know, started podcasting and mine's a long show. Plus, you know, trying to raise two boys, put them through college, stay married to the same woman for thirty-one years, um, and and you know all the other things. I was flying around the world speaking, and they're like, "How do you get it all done?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, well, I do a bit of this," and then finally. A friend challenged me to write it down, so I wrote it down and started teaching leaders about it and just found that it wasn't just an idiosyncratic system. It actually can work for everybody. And so finally decided to put that into book form and spent the last couple of years working on um, At Your Best, which is what the book is called. That is That is so good and so helpful. I think there's not like a better time to write this book. Right. Because I've just it's been heartbreaking to be a pastor in this season and watch so many friends, so many pastors just quit because uh, the pandemic was just that thing that pushed them over the edge in their leadership and in their marriage and in their ministry. And they just felt that this was it. Um, And so I think this book is coming out in just such a perfect time for leaders to reevaluate maybe how they're doing things and how they're doing their leadership. Can you maybe give us one, one tip, um, something from your book um, that that's an encouragement that's going to help that leader who maybe they're listening to this and this is their last straw. They're like, this just popped up yeah. on my podcast feed and I, I don't know how much left I have in the tank. All my volunteers left. My staff is quitting. I'm just having such a hard time and I don't know what to do. 
Yeah, I'm glad you raised that because that is a, a challenge. And I mean, I've seen it. I work with Barna these days, and like 29% of all pastors in the last year have, have seriously thought about quitting and not just leaving their church, leaving ministry, period. And here's the, here's the challenge with that, Matt. This is what I struggle with because I've had those thoughts too. You know, first of all, never quit on a bad day. This is not a good day. If you're going to quit, quit on a good day. Secondly, my favorite metaphor for the pandemic is it's like the lake got drained and we finally saw what was at the bottom. And there are a lot of ugly things at the bottom. If you walked into the pandemic hanging by a thread, it made it worse. And the challenge with quitting is, of course, you can leave your job, you can leave your ministry, but you bring you with it. And that's why I wrote the book. It's like, look... (laughs) You know, I was the problem. The growing church wasn't the problem. I was the problem. So let me give you something really practical that can help. I'm going to give you two things real quick. Number one, go to bed a bit earlier tonight. Somebody said years ago that 70% of discipleship is a good night's sleep. I was so dead tired in 2006. I slept for half the month of August. Like I was just, my body went on strike. So some of you, the best thing you could do to be your own friend, like a friend to yourself, go to bed early. Second thing is, I want to give you a metaphor for thinking about how you spend your days. So we have 24 equal hours in a day, but I think everybody knows all those hours don't feel equal or produce equally. So think about your day in the context of three zones, and we'll use simple colors, green, yellow, red. Green being, man, you're at your best, like you feel good. And for me, I'm a morning person, so if you catch me most days between 7 and 11 a.m., I'm raring to go good to go. I can write well. I can, I can speak English. <laughs> you know, I'm a nice person. Uh, and, and I, I love like, those are the best hours of my day. Some people are night hours. Like some people, it's like I kick in at 8 PM and I go till midnight or 2 AM. It doesn't really matter when, but all of us are designed, created to have about three to five of those peak hours a day. Figure out when that is. Call that your green zone. Then most of us have a red zone. The red zone is when you're in the meeting, you're exhausted, you've got toothpicks in between your eyelids to try to stay awake, you know, you're jiggling your leg under the table, and you've got another cup of, cup of caffeine coming your way. That's your red zone, and we all have a couple of those hours every day. Mine tends to be between 4 and 6, and then anytime after 9 p.m., red zone. And then everything in between is just yellow, green, yellow, red. And what a lot of us do is we cheat our green zone. So we don't know when we're at our best. And so let's say you have a really important message to write for your students or for the church. And you're like, oh, well, I got a breakfast. Let's say you're a morning person. I got a breakfast meeting. I have this to do. I got that to do. And you blow through your green zone. Then you sit down at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I got to get started on that message. And you're brain dead. Like you have three brain cells left. Well, that's a mistake. So what I learned to do, and this is a game changer, of like it's leveraging not just your time but your energy is I do what I'm best at, the most important thing I can do is write well and read clearly in my green zone. And if you just do your most important work in your green zone and guard that like your life depended on it, your productivity will go up, your joy will go up, your effectiveness will go up, and then leave some of the less important stuff for your yellow and red zone. And then and you're, if you're really that tired, like empty your inbox or do your expense report. Like uh, unless you're an accountant, then it could really matter that you get every you know digit correct. But like, uh, and once I made that change, there's a lot more in the book. But like, wow, that made a huge difference for me. 
Yeah, that is so good. I remember something you told me years ago that changed my life. Um, I asked you the question that, like, what do I do? Because I was getting into all of this time management stuff and really trying to lead myself well in that area. And I'm like, but I'm not the boss of my department. I don't, there's a lot of things that I have to go to that aren't in my green zone or red zone type of thing. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because their boss helps create their schedule. And you said, Matt, just plan what you can. Plan out your time in the areas that you control. Um, and that was that was a game changer for me. I'm like, okay, like I might not be able to control all of my time and the meetings that I have to go to and the things that I have to do. But there are certain areas that I can control. Um and then I think getting your wife or your spouse, if you're married, on the same page is an entirely new mission. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we had that conversation, Matt. So let me use you as a case study, okay? Because I just reread that chapter of the book this morning, getting ready for the rollout and everything. It's, it's my favorite graphic in the book. So let's, let's, let's see if I got this right, okay? If you look at what is in your control in a week at work, how many hours does your boss control saying, Matt, you have to be at this meeting at this time, sitting in this room? Like how much of that, how much of your time is actually decided by other people in a typical week? Yeah, I would say somewhere around the 10, 10 to 15 hours probably a week. Bingo. Okay. You are like almost every other leader I've asked that question to. 10 to 15 hours in a week. Typical work week, like on a good week, is 40, maybe it's 45 or 50, right? I tend to work about 50 just because I actually like what I do. Um, so you think about that, that's not a lot of time. Now, the other thing you remember <laughs> is you have 168 hours in a week. So let's just say worst case scenario, okay? Someone listening to this podcast is like, well, I want your boss, Matt. Uh, I got 20 hours a week of meetings. Great. So 20 out of 168, that's like, something like 88% of your week is up to you. And what we do as humans, and I do this too, is I focus on what I can't control, not on what I can control. So it's exactly that. You've got to flip it. It's like, well, okay, so you got 30 to, yeah, 28 hours a week where you have total discretion at work. How are you going to leverage that? And then, and then, you know, I took it a little bit further for the book. Let's say... Let's say you end up, you realize what your red zone is, and you've got one of your most critical meetings with your boss during the red zone when you're falling asleep, and they never go well. Um, if you're crushing it in the other areas of your work, just say to your boss, hey, I've been reading this book or listening to this guy, and you know, I kind of realize I'm not at my best as a general rule at 3 o'clock on Friday. <laughs> okay? It's not that I don't want to work Fridays, but could we move that meeting to 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. or 9 a.m. or whatever? And most reasonable bosses would say, sure, if it's going to make it a better dynamic, let's do it. And so, you know, you can even tweak it that way a little bit. Yeah, I think that's so helpful for all of those leaders who aren't kind of the lead pastor or don't create those those schedules. That's so um, helpful. And I've just seen it change my life. I've seen it like during COVID. It, it, was, a, it was a struggle to schedule things out like I used to. I'm a big fan of like the Michael Hyatt full focus planner. So yeah. that's what I use. Um, and I saw it affecting when I used my planner, I probably got two to three times more done than when I hit this rough patch of not using my planner. Uh, that's so true. And you know what? That's the other thing too. There is a lot of books. There are a lot of books in this space. 
Uh, Mike Hyatt has written a great book, and his book, Focus Planner, is great. I'm a huge fan of Cal Newport. Um, what's her name? Juliet Font has a new book coming out this fall uh, on this subject. So John Mark Comer has written a little bit of a, a spiritual thing. And I, I see all of this going into, um, you know, the hopper to make us more effective. And what I've tried to do, I'm not like, you know, a spiritual theologian. It's like, here's a really practical system that's helped me. And like you've been to that, I've been able to train probably, I think, Matt, probably 5,000 leaders in this in the last few years. Wow. And now I thought, okay, it's time to put it in a book form. I have only heard success stories. I've only heard stories like, wow, that was a game changer. When I started time blocking, focusing on what I can't control. And obviously I've had a lot of new ideas uh, into the mix for the book. But it, 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 it's just something I'd encourage everybody. And most people listening to the show are overwhelmed. It's like, you know, how would you answer these questions? Uh, do you have enough time to do what you want to get done? Most people, no. Do you feel overwhelmed? Yes. Do you feel like you get the stuff you need to get done every day finished? The answer is no. Well, then hopefully this can help. Yeah, I think I think it will. And this is the type of book to read with a notebook and to maybe go a little slower and just think through your life. You know, there's those books that yeah. you can throw an aud- audible and listen to or those those books that you're like, uh, I kind of know where I'm going with this. I'll get a few bits of information out of it and I'll kind of read it faster. Um, but I think. Uh, the power of this book, of, of what I've gone through it already, is is just the fact that you read it with a pen and you just go at your own pace and you think through your own life and how this stuff, it's it's almost like a workbook. Yeah, it kind of is a workbook, you know, that, that's really perceptive of you. And as, as you've seen, you've got an early copy of it. Um, it also has some free bonuses. So you go into the book, and not quite every chapter, but many chapters, it's like download this worksheet. And then it all comes together in um, the Thrive calendar. And like you can download this template and just overlay it over top of whatever you use, Google Cal, iCal, whatever you happen to be using, um, Outlook. Like you just lay it over that, and then you've got your zones plotted out for the week. So we try to make it very, very practical. And um, it, it's really, it goes back to that idea of know yourself, because my green zone is going to be different from yours, Matt. It's going to be different from the thousands of other people who hear this show. There are going to have slight variations of it. And the point is not to get someone else's system and stick it onto your life. It's to find the principles and then apply them to your life in a way that really makes you, if you're married, you know, better spouse, better parent, better employee, actually just a better human, right? That's my goal is to get your life and leadership back. So, yeah, that's why why we put this together for people. I love that. Thank you so much for your time, Carrie, and just all that you do for leaders because uh, I know your heart, and it's just healthy leaders. And that's that's the same with mine. That's why we started this podcast and some of the leadership stuff we're creating. It's just for leaders to be healthy, because I think we're on the same page. It's just heartbreaking when you see a leader fall, um, and we want healthy, oh. healthy leaders. Well, and I think, honestly, when you when you dig behind the scenes, and I, I know some of the people who have made the headlines, uh, not all of them, but some of them, and often it's these things got out of control. Nobody wakes up and is like, you know what? I'm going to throw my whole leadership in the toilet today. Nobody wakes up and says that. But what happens, you get tired, you get overwhelmed, 
you start making bad decisions, your emotions start to go a bit wonky, and next thing you know, you're taking something that doesn't belong to you, you're sleeping with someone you're not married to, you're doing something immoral or unethical, and, you know, it's, it's not that there was even this deep malicious intent. Sometimes there is, there are predators, but often it's a lot of people who just let their life get out of control, and like I am, my joy would be 20 years from now, 25 years from now, when my time on this earth is in the sunset. I would love that thousands of leaders whose that is not their story. You know, I open, if, if, I think you read the intro, and good friend John Acuff, who's uh, sold a lot of books. I remember, remember talking to John backstage a couple of years ago at an event, and he goes, because we were talking about my burnout story, which, you know, is fairly well known if, if you follow me. And he's like, dude, is this just a rite of passage? Like, do you just have to burn out? And John, you know, I said, I hope not. But I've really thought about that over the last few years. So um, in, in many ways, my hope for the At Your Best message is that this isn't a burnout book. It's a stay out of burnout book and a get out of burnout book. And John, you know, I think the answer to the question now is, uh, actually, no, you don't have to burn out. Um, try these things. You're, you're probably going to be okay. And uh, that's, that's what my dream is for young leaders, for middle-aged leaders, for all leaders, is that's a road not worth going down. I wouldn't wish it on my enemies. Don't go there. And go get your life and leadership back. That's what I'm pumped about. That's so good. Thank you so much, Carrie. Where can people follow you online and also purchase uh, this book that just released? Yeah, so the book's everywhere. We would encourage you. Definitely it's on Amazon, obviously. But, you know, we love independent booksellers, and it should be widely available through Penguin Random House. Uh, you you can also go to atyourbesttoday.com. That's sort of homepage for the book. That's where you're going to find all the free downloads and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, anywhere books are. And then if you – nobody can spell my name, Matt, as you know – but even if you misspell it, you'll find Carrie Newhoff somewhere at C-A-R-E-Y. I wanted to spell Newhoff for you. And I've got a leadership podcast and, and my blog as well. So you can check that out. Awesome. Yeah, your name and Craig Rochelle's name are the two names I just can't spell um, right. And so I probably <laughs> tried 20 different times, 20 different variations to spell yours and uh, Craig's. German roots, right? That kind of ruined everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. But, <laughs> but at Carrie, your best we'll get you there. That's, yes, yes. Easy to Google. But thank you so much for your time um, and just all that you do. Oh, thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate you. Good to connect again.